0: What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy Chicken Wing, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Cain. Today, I'm going to be talking about e-commerce. So, AppSumo is a company I helped start, and Eamon and their amazing team over there has been running it for years now, and they are an eight-figure company that is an e-commerce business promoting software. So, if you're a small business, go check them out, AppSumo.com. It's amazing software, as well at Sumo.com, which we do marketing tools mostly around Shopify stores and WordPress sites. We have over 5,000 businesses on Shopify alone using Sumo. So I've gotten a really interesting insight into e-commerce marketing that I want to share today. So we do have a new email marketing tool. So if you are on Shopify and you want help with your email marketing, we're looking for a few more beta people. So email me, shopify at okdork.com, and I will hook you up. So let's get it on and let me just share the things that I've observed around e-commerce marketing that I think will help you if you are running an e-commerce business or you're thinking about starting one. So number one, I'm just gonna get right into it. You guys wanna dick around? I don't think it's gonna happen. So here are the observations that I've been observing about e-commerce marketing. Number one, advertising, specifically Facebook, Instagram, a little bit of some Google, is generating up to 50% of revenue for most of these businesses. That scares the shit out of me. I don't know how you feel about that, but a lot of these top businesses is basically like, I get all my money from Facebook ads. So if you stop paying your drug dealer, you stop getting the goods. So there's good and bad about this. One thing I want to suggest to you is a lot of businesses I've met that are starting up are like, yeah, I've never done ads as a sign of pride. You know, every single major Fortune 100 company in tech does ads. Facebook is doing video ads, videos on TV. So don't, don't do things because of pride. At least try things out. But I think one, I was just surprised how much revenue comes from it. But I also think if you're doing it, make sure you're hedging your revenue from other channels. Number two. Email marketing is still a major, major channel for these businesses. Most e-commerce companies that we've worked with or that we've seen, it's up to 20 to 30% of their email of revenue, 20 to 30% of their revenue is generated through email marketing. Isn't that crazy? And so here's something that's even more interesting about that breakdown. That breakdown is generally about 50% automated emails versus broadcast emails. No, what's the difference? An automated email is your welcome email, It is your abandoned cart email. It is emails that once you set up, you don't have to set them up again. So the two things I would do if I was running an e-commerce business like yours or you're starting one is make sure that you have those things set up because then you don't have to ever do them again. Reordering emails, back in stock emails and so forth. So broadcast emails are emails like holiday emails, like Labor Day is coming up or it's Halloween or you have a new product that's unique. We've worked with a lot of companies with our new product specifically around email marketing for Shopify stores. Again, hit me up, Shopify shopifyatokdork.com if you want to try it out. But actually, here's what I would find just as surprising with email marketing working is that most people don't have a dedicated person doing it and they don't have a strategy and they're not sending two emails a week. And we've actually come in and with some of our new software helped them and literally just by doing two emails a week, they've almost doubled their email marketing revenue consistently. So if you're not doing two emails a week, like I was just talking to someone who runs a store that I, I really admire what they do, they do one email a quarter and that's fine, but your customers actually wanna hear from you and they're gonna start looking elsewhere if you're not communicating with them. So email marketing still works, go back and do it. Number three, the mystery of influencer marketing. So I was talking to Nick Baer, Baer Performance Nutrition. I recommend his products for health and fitness. The guy's an amazing dude. A lot of their revenue and a lot of his recommendations and encouragement is from influencer marketing. And I feel like I hear about this from people, but I don't really know what the hell they're talking about. Nick and others have said that up to 40% of their revenue can come from this influencer marketing. So influencer marketing, it is what it sounds like. You go to someone who has influence or reach and they recommend your stuff. So you go to someone like Nick is really focused on veterans and he goes to veterans. He builds a relationship. He says, hey, let me give you the product. And then he starts encouraging them to talk about it and works out a relationship with them. I don't know if you guys know Michelle Fan of YouTube fame, but she's literally built an eight or nine figure company called Ipsh, I think is what it's called, strictly on her influence on YouTube. It's a subscription box for makeup. So I asked Nick for some recommendations and his things that I thought were really interesting was create a spreadsheet so you can track your influencers. Number two, go actually for the tier two and tier three influencers, the ones that actually haven't made it yet, but might make it. A lot of Nick's people that he works with now are superstars, are really popular in their different respective fields, but he started with them super early on. So that's number two, look for smaller people. And number three, I thought this was interesting. He really tries to just build the relationship before he starts asking for things. And I know this is something that we all hear about. Like I know you're hearing this, you're like, shut up Noah, you suck. But what Nick did, which I thought was like a good reminder is he just hits up people and like, I love what you're doing. Can I just send you my products for free? I just wanted to start meeting with you, no expectation. And then as you build a relationship, then you can actually formalize it with an agreement that says, hey, for $1,000 a month, I'd like for you to promote on Instagram, YouTube, and your email list X amount of times. I think what's interesting about the relationship and influencer marketing is that you actually can get a really good return on spend. So if you have $100 to spend, you can get a better return on this than Facebook, but it's not as instant. It takes some time, but this can actually be scalable. And this is in a category that is growing rapidly. And what I'm actually observing, I don't know if you're seeing this as too, is that more of the influencers themselves, instead of just influencing to buy other things, they're just creating the products themselves and taking more of the margin for themselves. So that has been really interesting to observe. But if you're not doing that, highly recommend it. Something that AppSumo has done really well, and if you're looking to promote AppSumo deals, it's software deals, affiliate marketing, which is a form of influencer marketing, but it's a more direct thing where influencer marketing, you're generally paying a fixed fee or potentially an uh, affiliate fee, but it's generally a fixed fee. In the affiliate model, it's a little bit more like, I will pay you 10% of whatever you sell, and then affiliates will go out and actively try to more sell your product versus an influencer is just kind of sharing it. So I would actually recommend trying both models out and seeing what works for you, affiliate and influencer. Number four, if you're starting an e-commerce business, replenishing products are fire. I wish Missy Elliott was here. Can we do Missy Elliott in this? So these are products, replenishable products, if you don't know what that means, they are products that get consumed regularly and people have to rebuy. So if you think about that, that is protein bars, protein powder, snacks, things that actually people have to buy on a regular basis, jerky, you know what I'm talking about. Those businesses, because their customers keep coming back, have a really high LTV, can afford to spend more on the product and have a more committed customer. So if you're looking at starting an e-commerce business or if you have one, I would start thinking about how can you get either people on subscriptions or create more products that relate to people wanting to get them often. Number five, this is something, if you're on Instagram, you've seen it, it's called partner giveaways or whatever the hell you name it, but these work. So on Instagram, you've probably seen it where there's brand X that says, hey, here's a new product, tag 500 friends and follow XYZ and you're eligible to win something. This works y'all, super low cost cross promotion with relevant brands. So again, try to start with brands at your size or smaller so you can build good relationships. As well, there's Kingsumo.com, which is free software we've built that you can run giveaways more web-based, but Instagram specifically, I've seen these partner giveaways work, and I think all of these approaches can work, and you should have all of them in your arsenal, but you know, try one at a time. So definitely be doing partner giveaways if you haven't done them yet. Here's three to four things that I've been curious about, but I'm not as confident that they work, so I can't recommend going to do them, but here's a few of them. Number one is free product pay for shipping. So I've seen this on a few food products, I've seen it on books, but it is something to consider if your product or your business is something where you're gonna buy multiple things in the future or other things in your business, and this is just a gateway drug, you can say, hey, I would do this more via ads, but you can try it via your site. And the idea is, I'll give you the product for free, you just pay for shipping. So that is something I would definitely consider trying if you have not done it, but definitely do that. Number two is SEO image optimization for stores. Yeah, for stores. So if you go online, go to Google right now, go to images and search products, you can actually try to figure out how to rank your store's images in Google. Maybe you create a blog, maybe you put more content, maybe you create more videos, maybe you put more images in your Shopify store, or whatever store online that you're using. But I haven't had a lot of experience in this, but I'm really curious about it, so if anyone does, let me know. But SEO images for your store. So go experiment with that. Number three, haven't seen this one, but I definitely am excited about it and curious, is how to leverage existing marketplaces, like Etsy, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, et cetera, in your brand promotion. But I haven't had a lot of experience, but it's something if I made a product related to anything that is relevant, I would go put it on these other places because there's already people looking to buy. You know, I think Thrive Market is another one for food. But the thing is, is like if you created something great, figure out all these other places that you can get distribution. Number four, again, wholesale versus online. I think for me, I've done almost all of my career online digitally, but there's a lot of revenue generation and as well brand awareness through the wholesale model and you get the cash up front. In the episode with 180 Light, Ammon's actually grown his business specifically through the wholesale model. One company I've seen, which is Yellowbird. Yellowbird is a hot sauce in Austin. What up, George? What they do is they created little small bottles, like tiny little bottles of their hot sauce, and they give them out in the stores. And so that has actually been really interesting and something to consider in your business. Can you create a micro version, sell it, and make it maybe kind of like by the counter register that people can buy and observe of you as they check out? Last one that I was recommending this to Suave. So Suave is one of my favorite shoes, S-U-A-V-S. I'm wearing them actually right now, hi Monxy. I was really encouraging them to try it. It didn't make sense for them to do it at the time, but basically buy one, get one free. I think there's something there with, especially physical products, not necessarily online, but physical products where if you buy a pair of the shoes, encourage them to give it out. So certain products like shoes, it's harder to buy online, but people are doing it more with Allbirds and Suave and so forth. And if you give it out, the more people that see your product, the more likely other people are like, well, I want to get it. And if you can just do the calculation on your margins, I would say there's a high plausibility that this can actually work and be a great way to scale your business. The last one that I was thinking about is how are you doing a refer a friend? So there's all these shitty things, which is like send 10% off to give your friend or do rewards. I think they're all gimmicky and I think they're all lame, but I think there's something that you need to consider is that in your autoresponder, in your emails, or in your business, how are you systematizing referrals? You already have X amount of customers buying. How do you turn them into actual salespeople or marketers for you? Most of the offerings are always really light, but think about how can you put it in your email system or in your process that after someone's had a successful experience, that they are excited. This is something that's missed a lot of the time, but excited to go share those things with others. So those are my marketing observations of e-commerce companies in 2019. If you have any other ideas, hit me up on Twitter at Noah Kagan. I want to hear what the hell you're doing in your e-commerce business. Holler at your boy. Love you.